Wake up, Indy. Naptown is a thing of the past. Join us as we talk success, personal growth, leadership, and more. No matter your location or your job title, we want to see you grow. Podcasting from Indianapolis, Indiana, this is As Indy Grows with your hosts, Taylor and Remington. Welcome back to the As Indie Grows podcast. This is our second episode. We are bringing your show to you from our suite here in Banker's Life Fieldhouse in the GVC Mortgage Suite, who is also the sponsor of our show. Today, I'm very excited uh, to be bringing on a guest. Our question is going to be, why do people fail? And I think my co-host Remington has a story he wants to share oh, quickly yeah. about this. So I got a story. What is that story, Remington? So I, I failed pretty miserably. So I, I was stopped by a cop. It was going too fast. And I haven't gotten a ticket in a long time. Um, but what's, what's interesting about this particular day is like typically when you get stopped by a cop, you're, you don't want to get a ticket. And so you're trying to be nice and you're, um, you're trying to get out of the ticket. I don't know what was up with me this particular day, but I was just, I was having a good enough day where I was just like, I didn't care. And I had, I had five guys next to me. I was ready. I was ready to eat my good burger. And so he stopped me and he said, Hey, you were going, uh, 53 and a 35. And I don't know what made me think of this, but my initial reaction was, would you accept dyslexia as an excuse (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> for going and and he said no and I got a ticket and so you know it's one of those times where you're too nice and you're joking around too much to where they don't feel bad giving you a ticket so yeah that was my major fail I was kind of excited to share that story when I realized uh, our topic was why do people fail um, so yeah that's my I don't know how much that really qualifies but that's okay yeah, yeah that's that's a subjective oh so story. that's not what we're talking about okay oh well. I should have gone over the notes ahead of time. But, uh, hey, I want to introduce our speaker today, uh, Mr. Travis Brown, Mr. Mojo. If you haven't uh, heard much about Travis, he's a motivational speaker. He's done over 2,000, 2,200 paid keynotes for uh, people like the NFL to uh, Jamie Foxx actually hired. This, this is one of my personal favorites. Jamie Foxx hired you to speak at his daughter's. Yeah, is that, is at that his right? daughter's, daughter's school. school. Cool experience. Life, yeah. uh, one, of the, one of the best you can have in your life, for sure. I'm going to have to find out about <laughs> that. We're, we're going to have to dig into that. Uh, Dub Bears and the Pittsburgh Steelers, which, you know, we've got listeners in both, you know, the Bears and Steelers fan base, but what was your favorite? You know, uh, Mike Tomlin is just a, an incredible leader, success guy. He's a man. Getting yeah. a chance to spend some time with him. And at the time, Lovey Smith was awesome, too. So both of them are, are two thumbs up, for sure. Well, sweet, man. Okay, so Travis has just gotten done publishing his first first book, right? No, uh, third book. Third book. Oh, Come on, man. I got some reading I got to <laughs> do. I got to do some reading. Notes and reading books. <laughs> uh, your next deal, uh, but uh, really excited to have you today. Um, today's topic is why do people fail? So um, first, before we get into the topic, why do people call you Mr. Mojo? <laughs> I would say Mojo up, Mojo up, Mojo up. <laughs> So here's how that happened. Several years ago, I was trying to figure out how to teach the difference between why some people make it and some people don't. Gotcha. And I'm like, well, there's an it factor. It wasn't that cool to call it it, so I just called it mojo. And so then over time, traveling across the country, trying to break it down and teach it to people, I'm like, here's what mojo is. 
It's the highest level of positive energy, positive attitude, it's enthusiasm, it's purpose, it's passion, it's grit. It's like all of that wrapped up in one. And then once you live by it, then it really fuels everything that you do. So, you know, I believe that it has to do with how we carry ourselves and how we have that mojo every day. So the answer to that is, is it's about figuring out what does it take for you and you and me and every listener to succeed. Yeah. And I think that's interesting because, you know, we talk a lot about success and I think that's like a hot topic is what makes people successful. But I like today's topic. Um, why do people fail? Um, so let's just go ahead and dig right in. You know, you mentioned uh, what makes people tick and what why they fail. Why do people fail? Well, I think you can you can say there's a lot of reasons people fail. But when it comes down to it, it's a mentality. I mean, you know, no matter what industry you're in, you know, you can get industry based knowledge. But if you don't deal with the mindset, it, it doesn't matter. So if you start interviewing the most successful people across all lines across this country, what you'll quickly figure out is they just have a different mindset. They think differently. You know, many people say, uh, I, I've never failed. I've just found another way it doesn't work. Mm. Or some people say, you know, failure isn't failure until you quit. I mean, that was kind of my own personal model. And part of my story is, is I've had enough, quote unquote, failures, mm. things that didn't go the way I thought they were going to go. You know, I've had to look at myself in the mirror and go, how do I get up from this place? And at the end of the day, you have to have something going on in your head that allows you to say, I'm going to try one more time today. Like, I'm going to, I'm going to research one more opportunity. I'm going to reach out to one more person. I'm going to fight another day to become successful. And I think if you, you look at all the big celebrities, people that we would say are successful, and right, there's a whole definition there, but the people that we would probably agree that are successful, they have such level of resilience and their mentality is so different. Yeah. I, yeah. I, I think about athletes, right? My, everyone knows about Michael Jordan's big saying, I, I failed, uh, I don't know, 150 times and, you know, I kept getting up and that's what made me successful. Right. But you've worked with a lot of athletes um, who have been who have been some of your favorite mentors like in that they don't even know that you're they're your mentor. You know yeah. what I mean? Like celebrities and athletes that you've looked up to because of their resilience. Well, I think, you know, I, I love Sundays uh, during the NFL season because they run those cool stories. And somebody could be on the on the opposing team of your greatest enemy, you know, but you see that story and it personalizes them, humanizes them of their struggle. And then all of a sudden you see how they've overcame it. And then all of a sudden you're like, like I, I believe in that. I buy in that because deep in our heart, like we all want to have that level of resiliency, but there's a fear factor to that, you know, uh, false evidence appearing real or however you want to categorize that. It's just that I'm not sure that I'm good enough that I can do it. And so there, there's several different stories, but my favorite is a guy by the name of Clayton Richard. He actually went to McCutcheon High School where I'm from in Lafayette. Um, was uh, the valedictorian of his high school, uh, Mr. Baseball, Mr. Football in high school, goes to Michigan, gets behind a quarterback, gets drafted by the Sox, goes to the uh, Padres, and then, you know, living the dream, so to speak, and then he throws, he's a left-handed pitcher, he blows out a shoulder. And seeing him rehab that and go through that and seeing all the things that he had to go through, the ups and downs, it's been something I've always admired because I knew him personally. I got to see him inside and out. I got to see a struggle. And so, you know, looking this year, he's still in the league. He's still contributing. Uh, just signed a big contract this year. Like, it's, it's inspiring for me to see people go through obstacles. Yeah, that's cool. And then and make it. So, and here's the thing, too. I'd say this. We, we love to cling to sports, and we all do. But, you know, in our country right now, there's a lot of 
lot of challenges, situations that are going on where people are overcoming things that we could only fathom about. And I think that's inspiring to see people get up and do it again. Did you notice that when I said uh, his favorite athletes, he brought up a baseball player, which isn't even a sport? <laughs> I'm, I'm not going to touch on that because I, I grew up an Indianapolis are you, Indians fan. Are you a baseball fan? Uh, I, I respect. I think yeah. it goes back to even if you can't associate with someone, and you may not like them because, in Travis's example, they're not on the team you prefer. Right. Certainly you respect them. I'm not going to mention certain people because this is uh, more of an indie-driven uh, um, yeah. you know, audience, but yeah. there are people that I have not liked personally, but good Lord, can you, you just have to give it up and respect them because they're, they're worth, or their work ethic, their drive, their motivation, and it's, just, it's really inspiring and motivational. And obviously you see celebrities, you see athletes, you see musicians. I think those are the ones that are kind of available to everyone. The thing that, and one of the things I'm excited about addressing here is we're bringing people in within the indie footprint right. that are, are motivational with inside indie, outside of indie, but um, they can also, uh, they're maybe a little bit more tangible to our audience as opposed to, you know, some of the people that Travis would deal with. And right. I think, I think that's really cool. So to, to go along with that, success is obviously a mindset, which can be very subjective. That said, Typically, when you get asked about success, what are some actionable pieces of advice or tips that you can give to someone that everyone can can utilize? And so obviously it is subjective, but yeah. is there a certain advice that you give to someone that is just, it, it applies to everyone? Well, here's the thing is that all of us are going to go through some stuff in our life, in our world. And it's how you can bounce back from that. It's kind of what I've alluded to. So part of that is, is you know, what are you putting in your head? You know, I got a soon-to-be 16-year-old daughter. And so I'm always having this conversation about there's so much negative out there. You got to put so much positive stuff in yeah. your head to deal with life, to deal with situations. So, so many other people get stuck on stupid and they don't, they, they won't invest in themselves and put the right things in their brain to deal with these situations. So, you know, we were talking about before the show started a little bit about reading, you know, it's about what are you reading? Like, what do you educate yourself mm -hmm. with? You know, I don't know the exact statistic, but they say most college graduates never read a book after they, after they graduate. I didn't read one in college. So. I mean, uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I didn't read one in it either, but afterwards, but, but because I have the different mindset now right. going, I want to read something that's going to, to help me. So the one thing I think is, you know, I know this will sound somewhat cliche, but it's like the books that you, the books, and we're talking about podcasts, the podcasts yeah. that you listen to, it's, you know, what do the people look like around you? You know, I'm always trying to figure out how do I get around more successful people? How can I be the, the least successful piece person in the entire room? And, you know, as I would always tell kids I, as I spoke in, uh, in schools across the country, it's like when you get around successful people, ask them how they got there. Yeah. Ask them what they had to overcome to, to be in that to be in that place. And so I always look around the people that are around. And then I'm a, I'm a big planner now, not in my personal life. I just like to shoot from the hip. But I like to plan because I've learned if I fail to plan, I'm planning to fail. And so I have to have some structure around how am I going to get here? And so some people, they can do that themselves. But there's a lot of us out there that we need coaches. We need to hire somebody else that has the ability to help us get from where we are to where we want to be. And so if you think of the most successful people in any industry, they most all, almost all of them, man, they're in their head. They're, they're always trying to grow. They're thinking about who they're going to put around themselves. And then they're also like, well, who can I coach with? Who can mentor me to help me get there? You know what, though? I think that that is a learned behavior from what, from what I've seen from 
interacting with successful people, regardless of what your definition of successful, reaching out when you don't know the answer or like actually creating a conversation with someone who's better than you is not something that most people think of to do. Um, I also wrote down hashtag stuck on stupid because I think that's <laughs> hilarious. <laughs> but we'll make but, sure to, uh, but, but yeah. think about this, Remington. Think about how many people in your world you've reached out to to just see if they would have coffee with you, yeah. if they would talk to you. I mean, if somebody reaches out to me and says, hey, you know, can I take you to coffee and, you know, talk about how I can change my life? I'm not in the habit of saying no to that. Right. But most people don't ask. Right. I mean, you have not because you fear, ask it's not, fear, you know, it's they, like what's the worst? What's the worst thing they're going to say is yeah. no. Yeah. Then you're still in the same situation. You, you absolutely hit on a point, And that's one of my mottos is what's the worst thing they're going to do? Say no. But the thing is, it's much worse to, to be living with, well, what if they said yes? You never know unless you ask. Right. Absolutely. So that's, that's absolutely, I think, something that is so powerful. And people are scared to ask because the answer may be no. And uh, potentially a sidebar conversation to have off the, the podcast. But, you know, I think one of the, the great things about millennials now is they're asking questions that, you know, someone who has been at a job for X amount of years may not have asked. And that can be a scary thing or a very positive thing for people in leadership because you have people who want to obviously add value, but they're not scared to ask those questions. And if you're not scared to answer those questions and surround yourself with those people, I think it helps up your game. So. All right. So you said something that made me think of something I'm interested in Travis's take on this. So the, the theme of today is obviously why do people fail? I think that question or the answer to that question has changed throughout the years. So millennials specifically, have you seen a difference in coaching? Because how old are you? I'm a, I'm not a millennial. I'm a Generation X. I'm 41 years You're old. 41. So so I'm forty-one. I'm, I'm youthful, old, man. I'm an that's, old guy. Youthful you, exuberance. Yeah, I know you guys can't see. I can't him even right find now, a golf course. Looks like anymore. he's 27. So I can't even kinda... find a golf course now that I'm not the oldest guy in it. You know, it's, just, <laughs> yeah. it's, it's sad. But you're in it. That's a, that's a good place to be to answer this question. So I'm sure you've dealt with uh, people in their 50s and 60s who grew up at a different yep. time, and just because of whatever culture shifts. But I feel like millennials are going to fail, whatever that means, for different reasons than our parents did. Have you seen anything like that in like the people that you coach? You know, I, I have had the luxury of coaching at different levels and working with organizations. And, you know, first of all, we do have the clash. We have the, the older generation that I've done it this way, I've been successful with this way, and here's how I want to continue to do it. You know, then we, we have the Generation X that's kind of in between. And, and some of us, because I'm a Gen X, you know, but I, mean, I, I some things I'm, I'm, I'm closer to the topper generation and some, you know, the millennials. But at, at the end of the day, what we're seeing with millennials, I love because they're challenging status quo. They're saying, you know what? Yeah, this is how you got there. But I don't I don't, don't want to get there that way. Can I get there? Right. And, and I would dispel all the you know, some of the, the negative banter around the millennials that don't want to work hard, that that aren't out for the company and different things. I mean, there are some really quality uh, millennials that are that are growing in a lot of different, you know, a lot of different ways. And so um, what I think you're going to see with them is they're going to fail because they're going to they're going to want more gratification quicker. And if the ladder doesn't allow them to get there, they're going to jump from place to place to right. find what they're looking for right. that suits them, which, you know, they'll learn in a couple couple situations. The grass isn't always greener on the other side. Right. It doesn't mean the grass isn't greener on the other side either, because in some situations you'll, you'll definitely find that. But I think as, as a whole, when we start saying, here's where I want to go, here's how I can get there, 
What I want to see more people do is then fight that battle. Right. You charge, you know, whether it's education, whether it's relationships, whether it's investment in yourself, whatever you need to do to get there, then then be willing to, at the risk of potential failure, to go get it. Yeah. Taylor, you're a social media guru, self-proclaimed. And <laughs> I would oh, say boy. I think social media is a big reason why millennials feel like they are going to be successful. And if they're not seeing success, they jump to the next thing because so many other people are, are posting their lifestyles and making you think a certain thing and they mm-hmm. don't go through it. We, we, don't pos- we, we, we don't post the hustle pictures right. as much as the, you know. So here's how I would say that. Like, we, you look at everybody else's highlight reel, but you see your behind the scenes. Yes. And we get frustrated because of that. You know, you don't know the grind. You don't know the setbacks. You don't know all the failures that somebody had to go through to get there. You just want that. Right. And I will say we do live in an instant gratification world. And I'm, I'm as guilty as mm-hmm. there is. Like, I want it now. I want it yesterday. Mm-hmm. But when you start looking at social media, it can set you up to, to think and feel, which is crazy. Because you feel it. Yeah. Like, you're not getting there. You're behind. You're not as good as somebody else. And now you got to find an artificial way to get there because hustle is probably the, the answer. Right. Yeah, I think a lot of people look at the people that they deem successful and they are seeing the highlight reel, but they, just as you alluded to, they're not seeing the years of work they may have put into their Twitter account or their Instagram account. And instant gratification is one of those things that gives you a natural high, but one of the things that I say is if you rely on instant gratification, you're setting yourself up for failure because you obviously have to be able to act quickly, but your, your overall success can't be determined on these short-term races. So, for example... There's people that will post a picture to Instagram, and if they don't get X amount of likes <laughs> within the first 10 minutes, they, they actually debate deleting it, and maybe they do delete it. So how do you feel about that? You think it's crazy? I think it's crazy, but I think they've been con- potentially conditioned on um, achieving somewhat of what they would uh, think is successful and getting likes. And if something doesn't perform to their standard right. or what they're expecting, which expectations are very dangerous... Um, I, I think that's that's part of it. That, you know, they're relying on the instant gratification of these push notifications coming through. You know what though? It's interesting. So like, I used to be huge on Facebook being a reflection, Facebook specifically being a reflection of who you are as a person. And a lot of people would uh, say that it's not. They're like using it as a business. But I also see both sides because some of them are businesses. I'm following some people like on Instagram. I can't remember who it was, but. Someone, it was posted on Google that essentially this person, whenever they post, it's worth like something stupid, like $100,000 per post yep. because of the people that follow them and their influence with their so products. So if, if you're supposed to emulate, like what Travis is saying, if you're supposed to surround yourself with people who are successful, you can't base it. So like where if you post something and you get 100 likes, that's good for you. But I'm building my Instagram. I'm building my social media presence and I only get 10. But 10 is good for me. Mm-hmm. I kind of get it. I kind of get someone who has an unsuccessful post. It's not getting a lot of traction. And so you, you remove it so that you have a high standard depending on what you're trying to accomplish. Because we're but not all mind- just trying to. But it's the but it's the mindset. See, I talked about surrounding yourself with people. So what I'm saying it is, I'm trying to get around people to understand. Right. Okay, you got you got a hundred thousand likes. How did you do it? Like, what was your strategy? Who did you pay? What legwork did you do? So I'm trying to learn that aspect of it so that I can duplicate the results. Right. Not without any other knowledge, do what I think you're doing, 
and be frustrated because I didn't get the results that you got, but I have no idea how you did it. See, those are two different right. schools of thought. It goes back to the mentality about preparing yourself to and getting the knowledge and the education to do something. And I think too often we're not we're not putting in that work, learning that, and being willing to to tweak it enough, not fa- not fail, not not make it permanent till we get successful. Hmm. That's all very interesting. Yeah, I, I agree with that from the standpoint of it goes back to the mindset. It's what, and the other thing to think about is kind of what you touched on is if it's successful for me and we're in the same footprint and we're in the same industry, that doesn't mean it's going to be successful for you because the way I do something and the way you do something, um, maybe our target audience is different, but different types of content will connect differently with different people. So it's, it's very interesting. We may have the same audience, but if I do a video, it may work and you do a video, it may not work. So right. you can't be scared to try different types of content. I know we were kind of touching on social media, but one of the most exciting things for me is finding what fails, Right. not being scared to find what fails because right. then obviously the flip side of that is you're going to have some stuff that succeeds. So it's constant, it's constantly implementing um, a strategic plan of we're not scared to try all these things to fail to learn what we do best or what connects with our audience the best. Yep. And I think that's what social does um, for people who buy into it and aren't scared to publicly show their failures. I think that's a big thing, but I also think that adds to the authenticity of that person yep. and, and how genuine they actually are and um, maybe not their personal message, but how they want to achieve success themselves. And that's See, very that's, inspiring. That's and interesting, though. I mean, we're, we're talking about authenticity. And we said at the beginning of the social media discussion that a lot of people are not authentic on social media. And that's how they get the big following because they're only posting their successes, which is not inauthentic. But if you're not posting everything, there is an element of inauthenticity. It is. In, in my speaker world, you know, you realize that as soon as you start being vulnerable and sharing what you failed with, mistakes that you've made mm-hmm. then opens up so yep. many doors i mean i've People always li- really I, I, i've lived by like, like god didn't do it to me he's trying to do something through me right. so i take every failure every mistake and i go what can i learn from it and who can i help with it yeah and, and once you have that, that type of mentality even in your own business world it changes things now the complexity becomes if i'm just trying to promote myself as the know-all all-being person that you see some social media celebrities influencers they do then that's a whole different ballgame. But let's let's not forget Kim Kardashian, who's like crashed social media uh, rules and regulations. She's shown a lot of failures mm-hmm. and a she's lot of a lot mistakes of and a lot of bad mm-hmm. and, <laughs> and ugly. <laughs> You're right, but it put and it put her on the map. That's what's crazy, you know. So I, you know, I think I that do. I, yeah. I don't think it's gonna work for you to say. Oh, yeah, not gonna work. Okay. you gotta it's not, know. It's not gonna I gotta work. know my audience. You gotta I gotta know, know your personal know yourself. Brand. And that, that's part of it. It's it's knowing what success is for you, yeah. but also knowing yourself and what you know your personal brand is and and knowing that you may not be an influencer you that's not saying that you will never be an influencer but it's it's realizing that these people are not overnight successes and you're gonna have to put in a lot of freaking work to do it there's some natural talent that's there there's obviously some people who are more apt to to being able to achieve those things but I don't want to discredit hard work. Hard right. work can keep you yeah. in the game. So let's shift gears because we only got a, a few minutes here, and I want to. I want to hear. Um, this is what I want to know. I, I we talked about Jamie Fox at the beginning. That that yeah. sounds like a cool story. I don't know how long it is, but what is like one of your favorite memories as a speaker traveling abroad? 
Well, I, I got some really, really cool ones um, with all this, but one of my favorites probably uh, Nicholas Cage. It was yeah. <laughs> here. I am. I'm in. I'm in Las Vegas. I'm speaking in. It must have been like August in an outdoor venue. So August Vegas. It's like a hundred degrees. And a lot of times when I used to speak, I would be the content guy, and then there was a celebrity I'd be paired with. And so Nicholas Cage was a celebrity. And so here we are outside, and he comes up, and he's got this black leather jacket. Right? <laughs> I'll have to send you this photo. It's kind of cool. But he's got this black leather jacket. I'm like, dude, what? Why are you? It's a hundred plus degrees on. He's like, yeah, man, I got these tattoos, and I was speaking to a, a, a kid audience, and, and he's like, I didn't want them to see all that. But he had his glasses on, just like you think Nicholas Cage would have. His black leather jacket. And he was just the coolest dude. Really? Uh, but he was smoking hot. And seeing him do that, I thought that was even cooler. So he's got <laughs> tattoos. I've often wondered about actors that get all these tattoos and how they have to cover up if they do makeup or yeah. how they actually do that. I can tell you, he, he was, you know, I've been around some some very good celebrities that just were awesome in all the things that they did. And I've always appreciated guys like him that were, were authentic, you know. That's mm -hmm. too cool. I'll tell you, you want to wrap it up with the question of the day? Well, absolutely. Uh, so a few takeaways from this is success is a mindset. Um, you can't be afraid to fail in order to succeed. I think a lot of people are driven by instant gratification, and that's not an indicator of your overall journey of what success is. So you need to determine what that is. It's subjective for everyone. Um, I think another thing you touched on that wasn't so much uh, maybe a, a forethought of this is being able to be vulnerable. Uh, and that obviously ties into your authenticity. Yeah. I think it, it creates a genuine conversation where people are uh, feel more comfortable to be a part of it because now you're showing some vulnerability Absolutely. on your end. It's something that I implement yeah. personally, um, and I see it obviously have some, um, some good effect, good results from it. Um, that said, I want to thank our sponsor, GVC Mortgage. I want to thank Travis for coming in and being our, yeah. our first official <laughs> guest. Yeah. Mr. Mojo. I've heard so many things about you. It's great to actually put a, a um, you know, in real life physical presence yeah. to Mr. Mojo and Mojo up. Um, Mojo and then up. I, I want to thank our producers, which are Jordan and Brittany. Yeah, um, you know, with, without yeah. them, <laughs> without them, this wouldn't be possible. All this cool so stuff can't happen without. We them. have a, a, a lot of exciting things going on. So, yeah. that said, uh, do want to turn it over to Travis to talk about what you have coming up, where people yeah. can find you and interact with you. Obviously, we're gonna tie in a lot of things to as any grows, but yeah, absolutely. You know, so uh, I'm excited with my new book coming out, Your Next Deal. Uh, the four keys to uh, your next deal and many more. It's all about whatever industry you're in. It's about just going, how do you position yourself, create the right connections, and market yourself uh, to create a thriving business and Love a it. thriving personal brand in a lot of ways. So super excited about that and just uh, being out speaking, coaching, and and uh, in my other world of, of running a retail mortgage division and just you know making people better. So um, all my stuff is found at Mojo Up. So awesome. Twitter's at Mojo at Up. Mojo in up. Instagram is at Mojo Up. So Perfect. Everything is about mojo up. <laughs> Absolutely. Do you have a question of the day for our, Absolutely. our listeners? So my, my big question is, what are you, uh, what's, what, f what failure are you still holding on to? Mm. So you've now let your past failure become your future jacked up situation. Mm -hmm. So, and a lot of us, we need to acknowledge what that is so we can let that go yeah. so we can move on to our greatness. That's a great question. So like what it. is, oh, what is your failure? That such a big discussion because I want to address it, but... Man, let very, it go. Very good question. Yeah. Yes, Rafiki absolutely. said to Simba in the movie Lion King, you gotta let it go. You gotta let it go. <laughs> All right. All right. Thank you so much, everyone. As Indie Grows is sponsored by GBC Mortgage Inc., NMLS number 2334, Equal Housing Opportunity.